What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the J-Ham Special, where I love to talk about Magic the Gathering, Warhammer 40k, Dungeons & Dragons, and other aspects of my nerdy life. Today's episode is going to be focused around Warhammer Kill Team. For those of you that know me, know that I love to teach games to new people, and I love to teach the basics of things, and kind of help you out on your journey to getting into these hobbies. Now, for this one, it's going to be focused on the basic list building that I use um, to kind of get you into the game that you can hopefully take to building your first kill team by yourself. You can then use these and make it a little bit more flexible or change things around however you see fit, but hopefully this is a good template or structure for you to start off with. Before we jump into the episode, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to our sponsors. And welcome back. So, when you're jumping into building your very first kill team, you gotta know what the minimum requirements are to actually having a team. Now, the minimum requirements for a kill team is that you have to have at least three models, you have to include a leader, and you have to be under the defined point limit set by your tournament organizer or by your play group or your friends that you're playing with. So, for example, on that instance, if you guys are saying, hey, we're only playing with 100 point lists, you cannot bring more than 100 points to the game. Kind of simple, kind of straightforward. But since you know what the minimum requirements are for the kill team itself, you have to figure out what models do I actually bring to the table? You know, do I like this guy's gun? Should I bring it? Is it effective? What, what all should I do here? And what I like to do is similar to what Warhammer 40k, the big 40k does, is assign a role to my models. In the similar way that they do with their troops and their fast attack and their heavy support and their HQs, I do it on kill team a little bit, but I just break it down to three very simple focuses. My first one is a leader slash buffing model. Um, the second one is killers, or the guys are actually going to do most of the killing on the board. And then finally, the objective holders. Now, the leader slash buffing model, that refers to the mandatory leader you need for each list. So that keeps it pretty straightforward, but I wouldn't just count him out to say, oh, I'm bringing this guy just so he can lead the team. Many of the leaders have nice stratagems that can help them turn the tide of battle. And certain leaders like the Sergeant for Astro Militarum can give orders to buff other models on the table with their orders. That's something that's free that just comes with it. But as far as other models that kind of buff your team there are specialist choices like the comms that can do this um, but what I'm looking here is not specifically on like what specialist you can bring but rather what kind of model can I bring to the table that will help buff the rest of them now if you're looking at Astro Militarum again you can bring yourself a guy with a box caster give him the comms and yeah effectively you've got a model that is designed to help buff or support the rest of your table but if you start digging a little bit deeper into like the commanders for kill team you're going to find a plethora of other models that can have stratagems like the primaris lieutenant that has tactical precision as a stratagem allows them to spend one command point and then it buffs the whole team within six inches of them and lets them re-roll wound rolls of one pretty solid there if you ask me and uh, a lot of them if you haven't had a chance to look but take a look at the commanders and see what kind of buffs they can give to your teams now the next role, which is I call the killers, these are the models designed to kill a certain type of enemy. Typically, they're more expensive point-wise than your standard troop model. However, they can end up packing a punch if you need them to. You want to have them on the team in cases to take down your opponent's key models that support their strategy. And there's typically two types of killing to be done here. Either A, you're killing armored targets like Space Marines, 
heretic or loyal with toughness of four or killing the horde like poxwalkers tyranids astro militarum effectively any team that's packed with high saving throw models that typically only have one wound and usually they have a toughness of three um now to best take on the armored foes you're probably going to want to look into the higher strength weapons that can make wound rolls easy for you uh, the thing is, you don't want to be trying to wound on fives and sixes when you're taking these guys down. You're going to have a very bad time. Um, however, if you, for some reason, like the models or specific weapons or points to include something like a plasma gun, which usually has a strength of seven or eight, which can take down those armored foes pretty easily, I recommend you give your armored killers at least weapons with a strength of four, as it makes wounds easier against the toughness three models, making it so that you only have to roll a three or better to wound, or it gives you a 50-50 shot to wound most cases the models with toughness 4 like the space marines. So if you're looking to take down the horde now, which is the other side of the spectrum, the more shots the better I say. Flamers are pretty much your friend. You want to look for weapons that can spit out more fire per overwatch and shooting phase where possible. And flamers, one of the best ones. I mean, as they get d6 shots, they automatically hit, but the downside is that their range is kind of an issue there. And that's what you're going to find with a lot of these weapons that have multiple shots. Either the accuracy is not the best, or their range may not be the best here. But again, you're looking for most of the guns that you can kind of move up if they're assault, like the flamer, pretty solid. If you have the ability to kind of switch back and forth, that can be decent as well. Some weapons, like missile launchers or grenade launchers, make it so they can be either a armored, you know, target takedown weapon, thanks to the uh, crack grenades, or they can be a bit more of a horde weapon, thanks to their, you know, frag grenades. Same thing with the frag or crack missile for the missile launcher. So you want to look and figure out what kind of army do you want to play? Are you going to be a jack-of-all-trades? Do you sit down in the middle? I wouldn't always recommend that, but if you only have the one army and you want this to be able to play across multiple boards, go for it. But I would say try to stick to one or the other, either saying my army is here and they're focused on killing more armor targets, or my army is here and they're focused on killing more of the smaller horde. But that's kind of one of the bits there that really helps out with understanding what the two different focuses or tactics the armies play um, in the game. But again, with the horde side of things, if you have enough shots to make them think twice about charging your model and paying for it over on Overwatch, you're in the right war gear option. And then finally, going to the last spot here for roles for your kill team is the objective takers. Now these guys are your bog troops without special war gear or defined killing roles. Now while they may be able to take a model out here and there, that's not their defined purpose. And it could be easy to assume that these soldiers are just your throwaway or trash models just to try and fill your roster to meet the points or the... Um, or the model requirement, which, I mean, three models, that's not too hard to meet. But um, what you want to look at is it's not really the case that they're just a trash or throwaway model, but they do serve a purpose, and that is taking objectives. Now, this is where you try to define what characteristic to focus on, though, for the grander team. So whether you're going to be a bit more of an elite or armored team, that's up to the faction you're playing, or in some factions, you get to choose. But you may be on the other side of the spectrum, again, with being a bit more of a horde army. Now you might find, find your team already defines that style of play, thanks to the faction again, but, you know, just an example, an Adeptus Astartes army may have fewer models, as even their cheapest model, 
you know, costs more than an expensive and kitted out military scion. But on the other hand, you can actually bring around three standard guardsmen to a single intercessor for the um, Astartes. So this is where the magic happens for the Horde armies. So you go through, you're looking to bring each of your models to go and take these objectives. And the way the objectives work is if you're within three inches of it there, you take it. If your opponent has another model there, you look to see whoever has the most models near that objective within three inches of it, and then you take it. So for instance, if I have one Reaver Sergeant on an objective, however my opponent has two or three Guardsmen around it, they're taking that objective for that turn. So that's something to look at is, you know, these Guardsmen, they're gonna be able to probably take more objectives. Not to mention, you can move one small little dude all the way across the board to go get one objective while you have the rest of your force over there actually fighting your opponent. And that might seal your win. The elite side, you're there to be the tank. You're going to sit on that objective. You're going to take shots. You're going to just keep going and going and going and maybe firing back. But your whole plan is to get there and to sit there if you can. Now, that's the nice place where you can kind of figure out what play style works best for you. If you like the more horde style things or if you like the more elite style things, you can go through and do that. I mean, there's a lot of different hordes out there. The orcs are a horde, Tyranids are a horde. Um, some people have said that um, the Tau is kind of like a shooty horde, just like Astro Militarum is a shooty horde. I just, I play Astro Militarum and I play the Astartes quite a bit, so that's why I kind of know them. But some armies, like the Heretic Astartes, which I also play, you get to kind of choose which style you want to be. Your faction didn't necessarily define where you're at. So Death Guard and Heretic Astartes, these Chaos Warped um, Space Marines, you get to kind of choose if you want to play more Space Marines to be a bit more of an elite or armored focused army, or if you want to play more Cultists or Poxwalkers to be that more um, squishy kind of horde style army or you can have the both best of both worlds my kill team i'm playing for my heretic starting currently i do have some cultists to help take some objectives but the majority of my team are my armored um killing machine heretic astartes so that's the roles that's what i use to actually start building my army you want to use a combination of these to figure out, you know, which one's more important. But ultimately, all three of them work together. Um, when you look at your leader, yes, you have to have the leader. So that's one model down out of the three that's required. Um, but that's where you want to focus then if you're going to be a little bit more killy or if you're going to be a little bit more of an objective taker army. Usually the hordes, they really appreciate the objective taking side because... You know, they're able to put more bodies in the battlefield and be able to take more objectives. But your other side of the army here, where you have your more elite killing models, they might be on a spot where they can be the more elite tanks that sit on it as well. Thing is, is when you're looking at the two, you're going to want to have some killers and you're going to want to have some objective takers. You don't want to have just all of one. You want to have... I would say if you're only bringing three models, you don't want to have one of each, I would say. But you're going to really find out where you hit it in stride and what army works best for you as you're putting together your kits and your teams. Just keep in mind that you want to have at least a few for each category on there to really help you win more games, but also to be able to bring an effective team that can work in most scenarios 
for Kill Team. Most missions you play are going to require you to take objectives, but some might require you to kill some things as well. So it doesn't hurt to have both. And that's where I really love like the Astro Militarum because I feel like they're super flexible as they are a bit more of an, a horde. But if you're bringing you know the Scions or some of these other special weapons guardsmen, I'm still bringing ten models compared to my six models for my hundred point teams for these star days versus them so it is a little bit more of a horde objective taking but they have the ability to hit your opponent hard so thank you guys for tuning in thank you for listening if you have any questions comments concerns hit me up at the jham special on twitter or the jham special at gmail.com you guys have a great rest of your day and we'll see you later